I'm Leonard Nimoy. Join me for In Search of... An Argument! Hi. Welcome to In Search of an Argument. This is Peggy. I'm here with uh, my co-host, Shelly, and our special guest, Janine, who has a friend of the podcast and a former guest. We're, we're coming to you f- together from Indianapolis. We came to celebrate Shelly's birthday. And we thought it's such a rare opportunity, especially during these weird COVID times to all be together. So we're going to do a short podcast today. Our topic is something along the lines of online dating. And we're going to see where that goes. Could go in lots of different directions, Peggy. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think we've all had our own individual experiences with online dating, good, bad, and ugly. Some of us are currently doing online dating. Some of us are not. (laughs) And I think that uh, we all have interesting varying degrees of stories that we can share. So who wants to share first? (laughs) Well, I can go first and say that I'm currently not online dating. That's good, since you're married. Yes, and I hope to never be online dating again, but never say never. So um, my experience is a little bit more out of date per se compared to you two lovelies. So maybe you guys should start. What I wouldn't, Peggy, since it's been a while since you've done online dating, what do you recall were the good things and the bad things about it from your experience? And how long did you do? Um, I don't know how long I did it. I can tell you I did match.com a couple times. I did eHarmony, which is the one that you fill out a billion page questionnaire. Never went out on a date with anybody from eHarmony. Did go out on dates with people from Match. I actually only dated one person that I met on Match. So I would I did not have great success. So one of the things I liked the least about online dating is unless you have a total gut visceral reaction that somebody is a total loser. I hate the whole one date and then people don't give you a second chance because your first impression is not always your best, especially if you're a little bit nervous or if you're trying to play it cool. And most people, you don't just hit it off, even with a new friend. I mean, you do hit it off, but you hit it off enough like, oh, I like them well enough. I'd hang out with them again. And then the more you hang out, you get to know each other. And that's how you form a relationship. So I really hated the, like, why wouldn't they call me again? And it wasn't necessarily a blow to your ego, even though it is a a little bit. It was more frustration of, I'd go out with them again. I just put myself out there. I texted them and said, hey, thanks for last night. Let's do it again sometime. And then you get nothing in response. And you think, what's the point? So that was one of my least favorite things about it. And then do you struggle with making a decision based on just a quick picture? Right. Yeah, picture, what they say. Sometimes you had to be a little bit more uh, loose about it because you don't know if that picture is from 15 years ago. That makes them look really good. You don't know if that picture is really them. You got to have a little bit of like faith. I think I'm not, I was never, I'm still not, I don't really enjoy talking on the phone. So I kind of wanted to jump to let's go out faster than maybe some people did where they wanted to just talk first. And I like, ugh, hate the phone, still hate the phone. So I don't remember how I really, I guess I picked it by how far away they lived. Were they not heinously ugly? You know, were they in the, a decent 
age range, like were they not 65 when I was 30 type thing? Um, How old? Oh, gosh. So I guess I probably did it periodically in my late 30s, I would say. Yeah, because I'm thinking about dating depending on how old you are. Mm -hmm. So me dating in my 20s to mid 30s from 30s to early, you know, through maybe 50, maybe no, maybe 47-ish. But then that all depends on me and my life and where I am. But I think you can, I put it in separate categories of how I felt during that time frame and the choices I made during that time or how I viewed it during that time. So how I feel now about online dating compared to my 20s is a completely, completely different. Did you do online dating in your 20s? Yes. I was the first match. (laughs) Oh, you were the first customer. (laughs) I I was the first customer. I literally, I I don't know when. What else did you do besides Match.com? I did all. Plenty of fish. I did plenty of fish. I did Match. I did eHarmony. Hinge, Tinder. Hinge. So what we were talking about last night. Hinge, Tinder. There's another one that's in the plenty of fish grouping. Okay, Cupid. Okay, Cupid. Did you ever do one of those really expensive ones? Like it's just lunch or whatever? It's just lunch. You did? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Super expensive. Yeah. And um, that... I did when I was in Chicago. That's what they match you for yes. you, right? They set they, up a date for you and tell you where to meet and everything, right? My friend Carla did that, I think, for a while. She did. She might have met her husband, actually. I think there was one or two that I liked, but there's this thing about height, and the gentleman kept getting shorter and shorter while we were going through it, and I just kept saying, you know, I'd like them to at least be, you know, an inch taller than me i mean i like to wear heels i know that seems so stupid but no it's a real i thing. think it's a, yeah i right so now i don't think of it as like being shallow i think of it as i want to be able to be comfortable but then i think when i was with chris and he was really short and i never i stopped wearing heels but then i was putting on trying to find heels that were only like an inch or like little stubs and this gentleman at nordstrom said I said, oh, my boyfriend's really short. He's like, own it, girl. <laughs> like, be comfortable with yourself enough to, and so right. then that was a red flag. You know, why I couldn't, you know, if I really loved him, yeah. I would have been. Think of Tom him. Cruise and all his exactly. tall wives. Correct. Yeah. That all had to flee and hide from him <laughs> eventually. Because <laughs> his Scientology. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Anyway, so I don't know how I got onto that, but I think I was just talking about different times in your life and your perspective on online dating. So with your different times in your life, were you attracted to different types of men at different times of your life? Has your chase changed since you've been doing it for 30 years? I tried to change the visual. I tried to get away from visually, the visual attraction, because I'm like, okay, I need to be open, a.k.a. Chris. He was not someone that I would have chosen if he was online at all. I would based have, on his looks mm-hmm. yeah. and um, and his height because he probably would have lied to say that he's you know five six. I mean, I don't. I, he's shorter than five six. I think he's only. I think he's. I'm five five, and I think maybe we are very like almost head to head. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking maybe he's like five six and a half, maybe. Okay. 
So do you think from your 20s to your... No. Usually the range of men, there's a particular type. So you, your attraction to the type yeah. is true. But I think I was not attracted to bald men in my 20s. Now I find it attractive. Yeah. So, okay. you know, yeah. I guess by asking that question, you're right. I think looking back on it. And things change probably like in your 20s, you didn't want somebody who was divorced or had kids. And now you might be more open to that because it's harder to find somebody You're right. in that age at range. this age. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. So you can't be as selective in that way. And which of all of those have has been your favorite or most productive tool, whether it was Tinder or Match or whatever? Which one was I more successful? Yeah. I think Match, I was really successful. eHarmony, I was not at all. I don't even know if I went on dates. I didn't either, ever, with eHarmony. There was the one guy here that was in Fishers or that was here in Indiana that I met. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that was he he was through eHarmony. But no, I never met anybody through that. Um, Tinder now is not all about sex anymore. A lot of people have met their mates on Tinder. You know there it is still out there that you know you'll get a picture of someone it's either a blank screen or you know a picture of just their chest and then you know they'll be like discreet or whatever and so you know you can choose to so sometimes i just would have fun and i'd swipe right and see what happens so as um since i never did the other ones just match because i would re- i remember that you'd you'd see the same people over and over again on match eventually and so sometimes you'd take a break because it was just the same pool do right. you find that happens on tinder yes. and yeah yeah so, okay so in my 20s and 30s i took offense to that you got cuz you got frustrated yes. seeing the same and now i'm like whatever they see me so they're probably like oh there she is some of them had the same photo. There's just one weird dude that always had this cat and this weird, and he, I don't want to call what it is he was, but he was on there all the time mm-hmm. with the exact same picture over all these years. And finally, I think he popped up somewhere else with a different picture. I'm like, oh, okay, use this one, dude, and not that, you know yeah. what I mean? But I took a lot of stuff very personal by the men choices that popped up So the hinge thing, and this is where we were going with it last night with the hinge and the tinder, they're all visual and they're all on looks 100%. So it, you know, a lot of there, I did a lot of not reading through match and eHarmony. I did more looking through their profile. Is that because uh, Tinder and hinge um, don't give you the space to add words? You can. Okay. But the thing is about Tinder and or Match and those is that these people stay within your that pool. So if I come up there on a new day and I change something or not, I can still see the same men over and over. On Hinge and Tinder, they're not part of a grouping. They're one individual person. And yes, I have come back around and I've seen you know, but I think why you've come back around is that people go on with a different email address, which I've done. So I've changed it up by doing under, you know, JMG, whatever, or Janine, whatever. But that that's the difference of the change in this dating life is that, you know, Matchy Harmony was more, you can find them again. So if I chose, I didn't really want to, 
I'm like, okay, well then tomorrow I'm like, okay, I see it differently or whatever. Which um, is the one that is uh, geographic? Is that Tinder? Like, remember when we were all yes. together and you told us a story yeah. about a mutual friend that we have that yes. showed up and we were cracking up? <laughs> right. That friend, right. He lived in a different state and popped up. Because he was visiting in your geography. And Correct. Up, uh-huh. And I was like, ooh, my ex-boyfriend, Terry. Mm-hmm. Um, he lives in Iowa and he popped up in Illinois Okay. And I ended up texting him and I'm like, what the fuck? What are you doing on here? It was hysterical. It's not his style uh-huh. at all. And it, which was interesting, <laughs> I ended up messaging him and I'm like, what are you doing on here? And he's like, my brother's doing it, whatever. And we ended up meeting and actually we, I'm glad we met because it was a full circle of me sh- seeing him, looking at him and saying what he did or how I felt, what he, you know. And he apologized. So that was, what, 10 years, 11 years in the making. Well, maybe not that long. Well, yeah, I think it was. And then did you seal the deal for old times' sake? Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was not a generous lover at all. You know, we'd have sex and he'd push me away. Yeah, he wasn't great. He got what he needed. He He got what he needed, yeah. But he just, it was hysterical, though. And I think this is life. This is growing up. This is perspective. This is learning to you know, not take things personally. Cause my therapist would always say, Janine, it has nothing to do with you, you know? And I get that. I get what he was saying. You know, you just don't have the qualities that that person's looking for. That's what I hear over and over and over again. I don't have the qualities, you know? Right. But with Terry, I mean, so this is really interesting how it came back around. We met everyone, you know, Jill and Lisa were like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're doing it. I'm like, trust me, trust me. And so I went there and I felt so empowered and I'd be like, that's the look that you got me. He has this look and I'm like, oh God. And he started giggling and he's like, I know. Yeah. And you know, he was six, four, he was huge. He was a baseball player. I mean, he had those qualities that I was attracted to. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that's it was good. You got to feel. We had a call. Right. And he it. said, I should have never been dating you, Janine. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry for that. Good. That's pretty That's grown up, but then uh, the rest of the conversation was about him. Have you gone into Rocket since then? Gone into Rocket? The That's, where we, That's where we met them. Oh, my God. That was so much fun. <laughs> I've had a great night. Uh, <laughs> what about you? You've done a bunch, Shelly. Yes. I have done a bunch over the years. I did not start in my 20s, though. It was in my mid to late 30s after I got divorced. And I don't know. I like I've I had success different types of success on match because that was kind of the first one-ish that was out or that I was aware of when I was in Chicago. I went out a lot. You did go out a lot. Yes, you did go out a lot. I did. And I was was pretty open to like just, I'm good with meeting somebody, but I would always say, I wouldn't ghost them. I would say this, you know, this isn't right or whatever. But I have had, I have some crazy stories, none of which I'm going to share on this podcast. Shoot, I thought that was the point of this podcast. No, no that's not. It. It's another day. But the my, one is to what you had mentioned earlier about the right picture, having the picture, and is it really them? And this guy I met at the Hard Rock Hotel bar area in Chicago, downtown Michigan Avenue. And I get, always would get to places early because I want to scope out. I don't want people to know where I've parked or if I take the L down, you know, which route, you know, just safety things. And I get there and I... So I'm probably sipping on a martini and I see this guy walk in 
And I'm like, dude, you are like 25 years older than your picture. Mm. And, you know, and this picture was cute. And he was this older, much older than me guy that I, it was, it was just. But so, you recognized him though. But I could, there was enough right. to see in his face to recognize from the picture. And I put real pictures up. I still do. And uh, I just got loaded and then left. You used to uh, do really well, if I remember correctly, uh, with lots of conversation beforehand, like on instant messenger, whatever that used to be. Like you do lots of chatting with people because you used to encourage me to do that more. And I just was like, yeah, and I did it as and I think it was because then I had a little more patience than I do now. Yeah, I felt like I needed to get to know somebody a little bit. Well, and you also liked the banter. You thought it was fun. Yes, you did. The flirting and yeah, very true. Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't send pictures or anything. And I and for a long time, I'd stay within the app because that in the early days, that was right. before really texting and mm-hmm. Facebook and, you know, right. all the Marco Polo stuff, all that before that all took off. But but now I'm like, no, let's just meet. Let's just I want to figure this out. Well, and I'm going to segue into uh You've had somebody a couple years ago that you were talking to that you really liked who suddenly had to go live on an oil rig <laughs> and um, was sending you all these pictures of himself and his daughter. He was out of town in Boston sending you these adorable pictures like what a good dad. And then all of a sudden he's on this oil rig and he needs some money. Yeah. And so- you were like, bingo, fake guy yep so there were a couple red flags with that that's a good uh reminder lots of texting few phone conversations he had a thick accent like um norwegian and i forget exactly where he was from but it was like that northern scandinavian and um super handsome his daughter was going to be you he was in boston and i was coming back from chicago from a meeting he was in south bend indiana I thought, well, I can just come back a different route, meet you, you know, for coffee or whatever on my way back. He was all excited about it, blah, blah, blah. As the day got closer, oh, I have to fly out of town. Um, It's not going to work. Classic. I'm like, okay. And didn't he say his dad had just died or something? No, probably the wife. His wife died and he had to move back to Indiana to live with his mom or something. Yeah, his his wife had died. He was a widower. His wife had died. Yes, he was a widower. Right. But he, um, and he was, yes, you're absolutely right. He was living with his mom. Because we Googled. We Googled. South Bend, Indiana. But anyway, and I was just talking. Remember we Googled uh, like obituaries in whatever town he said he was from. Yeah, there was nothing. Nothing to find his wife's obituary and... so then one day he called out of the blue and said, you know, I'm getting ready to, he was this in, this product engineer for oil rigs that are out on the ocean. And he was getting ready to go and needed a $100 cell card. And I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, you did not just ask me that. And then he, he said, yeah. I said, well, why, why don't you have your daughter get it for you? You know your daughter. You don't know me. You know, what do you mean I don't know you? And, and went back and forth. And he, in this one phone call, I just said, you don't ever need to call me again. And hung up. And then he constant texts. Why are you being this way? What are you? Oh, and I'm like, no. And done with it. You know, there's no harm, no foul. But it was probably a good four or five months kind of back forth thing and then I reported him through the app 
and said it's, it's a fake person or a scammer scammer one of the two and then he came up on a different app and i did the same thing reported him right away so that's what i'm getting at with the wanting to meet people now faster yeah because it, it sucks it sucks i can't imagine to yeah. be dating and have to worry that people are just preying on you i mean you even had it on the stupid scrabble app the other day yeah playing so, scrabble with a fake with a yeah a stranger who i want to be we, i think we can be really good friends and i'm like real and mess it really you don't know me why would you want to be my friend That's and I, I said and i keep kicking your ass at scrabble right. <laughs> are you still playing scrabble i deleted him yeah. because i'm not playing words with friends to be to buddies yeah and that's where these people are going now i guess so it's bizarre, um, and I want to bring up another story with Shelly, and then I'll shut up, but I was wondering if I made this up, or did this really happen, that on one of your dates, or maybe it happened to you, you went into the bathroom at the restaurant and tried to look for a way to get out. Me. It was you? Oh, I've been doing it. I've done that. I'm sure <laughs> yeah, you I've have too. Yeah. And did you ever get out? No. I didn't. I feel like one of you like climbed out a window well, or something. I did something it was where... Kathleen, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, maybe it was Kathleen. <laughs> um, with it was um, it's just lunch, and I went to the bathroom and I came back. I'm like, oh my god, I am so itchy. I used a new um, detergent and I'm just like burning up. I have to go. <laughs> now I'd be like, I have to go. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, because a guy came in once, uh, and this was in DG. And he lived nearby and he said he, oh, he said the height again. So he said he was like five, nine and he came in and was standing next to me. I'm like, oh my God, you're not five, nine. And he forgets to say that he had five kids oh, on the app. That's a big omission. Yeah. And the thing that was really irritating and he's like, well, at least you're, you look like you, you know, what you look like. And a lot of women, you know, will do kind of like the photos from above to you know look this way or that way and i'm like oh boy and i'm like dude you're doing the same thing so we had we did have a beer but it was like an hour and then i'm like thanks and then actually i think i went off and went back on and he popped up again and he's like hey do you want to get together because he literally lives like a minute from me i used to do that i used to like give myself a pep talk as i was going to these dates like it's just an hour out of your life just do it just because i you'd be so tempted when a time came to cancel and just stay home and watch my netflix or something but no i would be like just go well and i'm go. changing that attitude too and try to just like meet people and think it's interesting whether it's going to be the love of your life or not who right. cares don't go in looking for a husband the exchange of but i think going in to doing that talk i don't do that anymore i don't say let's do it janine you can do it you can do it i don't do that anymore i don't say this is an hour of my life i don't say it's just this at all because i think that that messed with me a lot those words by saying you can do this you can make it yeah you were already going in with a negative you attitude were going in yeah with a negative for attitude. sure so, so now, now go in. i go in not even coaching myself not saying it's okay janine if he doesn't like you because that just kept feeding into certain things mm. that affected me and mm -hmm. how I felt about myself. So now I don't even, because I remember that. That's how I was for years mm -hmm. when you and I were doing it and Shelly's all like, just go, mm -hmm. you know, and you had that just go attitude. Yeah. And her and you and I kind of had a different attitude. We were way more negative about it. Way more negative. Yep. And I think it had to do with a lot of um, 
where I was in my twenties and thirties, I wanted to get married and have kids. So I think that, you know, mm-hmm. the pressure was there. right. And so now, and I was in love with somebody already. Cool. Right. So I so didn't really want to meet anybody. You were forcing yourself to yeah. do something you didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, I've never had a, a really super bad, like, or that I felt ending to a date or a person I had gone out with, except for recently when I was here in Indianapolis, I forget if it was, I think it was that website you recommended, Elite, Elite Singles. Oh, yes. Mm. Did I recommend that? Yes, you did. Not that in a bad way. I think it was just the level of, if a person's paying this amount of money to be on here, then. I don't remember that. Where did I hear about it? So I, I did it and met this guy who was a was a teacher but quit being a teacher because he had a back injury that um, prevented him from keeping up with the kids, which were elementary, and he quit to be a comedian. <laughs> oh. And he was uh, did not, not funny. Did not funny. <laughs> and, and did not put in his profile that he wasn't divorced yet. Mm. But at the first date he fully talked about how he is not divorced. And I said, well, you really should put that in your profile because I would not be going out on a date with a married man. He said, yeah, it's just paperwork. And I said, yeah, I get it. I just don't do it. Or just put separated. Yeah, he didn't put anything. I mean, that I think gives you the opportunity to choose. Okay, well. Yeah. And his um, ex-wife had split personality. His daughter had a split personality. And his son had autism. There's a lot going on for him. Uh, and he didn't have a job. He's trying to be a comedian and trying to be funny. And he had different sets at different places. I never went to them. So we met like twice. There are extended periods of time because of my work travel or timing or whatever. But I would communicate. He'd communicate. I'd communicate back. So then we went out last one of the last times we went out. And I just said, you know what? I, I don't think this is really working. He's like, come on, we're just having fun. We're just getting drinks. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I said, but I I think I'm just not real ready to date. You know, I think I'm just not, I'm going through the motions. I don't think it's fair to you. So I thought he took it. Oh, okay. And then I start getting these hate texts from him. And the last hate text. I don't remember this. The last hate text was the only thing bigger than your ego is your ass. That's what he said to her. I remember this. (laughs) Shelly. And I just laughed. I just laughed, laughed, laughed. And then uh, more recently, this next door, you know, that app next door. You wrote back to him and said something like, I'd rather have my. No, I wanted to, but I didn't. Oh, I thought you did. Next door. I don't know what that is. Next door is an app, um, which is like, oh, you live in this neighborhood. I'm looking for a handyman or whose dog is barking or, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, And he was advertising on there his because he lives in the Broad Ripple area, I guess, rents there, a um, comedy show. And all these people were, and he was looking for ideas for funny acts. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, just. How about the guy who was texting you and you went out and did some yard work. And when you came back in, there were like 80 texts on your phone that said, how come you're not answering my texts? And like five <laughs> minutes later, are you too 
big for yourself to answer my test. Him. Oh, I think that was. Him. And you oh. were like, I was outside for four hours weeding right. my garden, and like he yeah. completely lost his marbles over a delay in answering texts. Well, and that then goes into another topic of um, not looking, reading into things if someone doesn't answer right, right away, away yeah. or the words that they use, what it means. You have to take stuff for face value and, you know, not read in tone, not read in tone. Right. And finally, I think I've never with work, I was just, I never have felt that I was so busy. I couldn't do something really. I've never been like that. And with the first few months of work, I was so busy. I couldn't and plus it was just, I was impatient. I'm like, I just, you know, don't want to whatever. So for some reason that kind of shifted my mind in the way I thought that it is true. People get, people, people get do get busy. busy. <laughs> or they get tired and they just don't want to communicate at all. They just right. want to shut down by themselves. Right, and- right. So, and I think that's the other thing too, um, with the perspective of it and not, and having the balls enough to ask someone, you know what? I haven't heard from me in a week. Right. And which is told, you know, so I would be like, Hey, what's going on or whatever. But that though is after I've met somebody. So there's a, you know, whatever. So in the beginning, I don't text people more than like two times. And I'm like, we're going to meet. I don't want it. I don't want to go back and it's just, there's no point unless you want to have fun. So I, some, I'm either depending on which mood I'm in, I'll have fun where I was texting you know, multiple people just to, you know, this one I was doing, you know, joking around or whatever text or this guy lived Nate, you know, in the neighborhood of mine, but I guess just not reading into the certain text. If someone can't respond and then you get five text messages saying what's going on. And you're like, I was in the air flying to Utah. Or, right. You right. Know. right. Yeah. And you've had some good recent fun dates, whether they turned into like you've just met somebody and played pool and drank beer and had a blast. And I don't remember when that was, but you were like, it was really fun. And the, whether it turned out that you ever talked to that person again or not, I can't remember. Right. But yeah, I used to get frustrated with the whole with all the men I knew, all my friends, husbands. Why couldn't anybody ever set me up? Welcome to my world. I know. And I still don't get it. I agree it. with you. But I, I, I have the same experience. Too. And people used to say, well, you, I don't think you'd like him. And I used to say, well, you, you never know. Right. I mean, unless you think he's a serial killer or a child molester or something, you never know who I'm going to like. Right. So I got set up from my now brother-in-law, set me up with a college friend of his, and we met for dinner in Chicago and talk about an ego. Mm -hmm. And then that guy starts talking about how he hates French people. (laughs) And I was like, do you know any French people? And he said, no. (laughs) Well, my best friend. I know. I was like, have you ever been to France? He said, no. I was like, why do you hate French people? So that date, I was like, "Mm, thanks, bye. (laughs) But that was a setup. And I was still grateful that they set me up. Yeah. For yeah, sure. For sure. Figure it out on your own. Yeah. But it was always just baffling to me. But I, but I, but now I'm in the same boat. I don't have anybody to set you up with. Yeah. You know? Right. So I, I guess it's just. And I couldn't think of that too. I mean, with Jill and Lisa and with everyone I knew, even work where I was at work, there was never anyone that I saw that was available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. At all. You know, even like, you know, it's so, because my dad's like, I can't believe you met anybody. Well, it, you know, they come in as fellows and they already have a kid and are married. I think mm-hmm. because of that career path. Right. I think they meet their mate during that time period of schooling. 
and it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, I, and I think people worry that they're like, Oh, you know, I don't want you to get hurt. Yeah. No, just introduce us. That's my, um, so it's similar vein. My parents will be like, why? I don't understand why you can't meet somebody. You know, your sisters don't know somebody, you know, there's nobody. And I said, well, they don't, they haven't. But, you know, you you go out, you do stuff. And I go, Mom, I go on a plane to the airport. I get off. I'm not going to date somebody I work with. And then I come home. So unless somebody comes knocking on my door, yeah, uh, I'm not going to sit in a bar and wait for somebody to come up to me. Or, or do you want me to sit in a bar and wait for somebody to come up to me? So the only options, really, to meet people is the online dating. And that's where I think a lot of women are our generation or that are in this situation and you go to church and everybody loves to talk about how church is a great place to meet a a mate because you have similar you're both interested in church but i don't hear very many people who meet people at church no and i so so my friend chris that was visiting last week from from my best man at my wedding he said the same thing about church he goes shelly you you are always going to church what's up with that and i said well i go to church for the hour and then i come home yeah so it's for people who are more engaged in their church so i've gone to the happy hours that they have uh, occasionally on like the first saturday of the month and the second I walk in the room, I've dropped the average age by about 25 years. It's all older, older people who want free cheese and crackers, mostly. Mm. Bad, probably bad cheese yeah, and crackers. terrible. Um, so there's, and there's, there is a women's group that you could go to, but there isn't like what I had in Chicago when I ran the volleyball thing. The singles, mm-hmm. you know, you play volleyball and you meet people. And I went out with a couple people through that. Mm-hmm. But, right. And yeah, yeah. And you took us to fun parties right. with that. Yeah. yeah right. That was a social. And I think too what you keep saying to us and me about the where you live and you're like janine it's different go ahead and keep saying that you know or whatever but that's how i felt when i lived in darien i was in a community that i couldn't go anywhere that i could walk to and so with me not going back downtown which i wanted to do because ikea i had to find a place that had something where i could walk to which brought me to where i'm at now because now there's just, you know, I can walk across the street to a brewery and have a beer mm-hmm. and sit there at least to have that. You're out. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. And my intent was that was not. And again, here it is with intent, what you want to do and how you, you know, go about doing it. Now I don't go out anymore to think I'm going to meet somebody, even if I wasn't dating right now. You're just going out to get out and correct. be with right. people. Yep. And, correct. Yeah. And to have that feeling of not the isolation. Yeah, that's why I love going to my gym. Yes. I love being, you know, and I interact with Brayden. And when he tells me stuff, I tell him stuff. I talk right. to people a little bit. Right. Not the same because it is very much in and out, particularly now during COVID. Right. But it's that you're out of your home. You're out of your... Right. And getting out of your space and... Yeah, and I think COVID probably would be, you know, difficult. It's been difficult for all of us in all ways. Um, have you ever thought about doing a gym that's like a lifetime instead of a personalized I did one? it for a little bit, but I need the structure f- so that I have accountability. I meant for the socialization uh, part and having that more. Because when I went into, when I did lifetime too, I did it for the same thing. To get socialized, to try to meet people, to do like, it was a bocce ball. It was a pickle or something like that. Yeah, but I haven't. Mm-mm. They had more. I felt like there's places that people sat at the little cafe area 
or there was volleyball or rock climbing or things that was part of that. And so it kind of opened up the possibility, the possibility, the feeling of there's tons of people in here and, you know, you could sign up for, you know, what I just said, the rock climbing. And I think they had a pool too. I remember when I first moved to Chicago and they had that Chicago social club and it was like touch football and it was, and we, and I did it with friends. Right. So it wasn't us. Uh, you weren't scared. And you we did meet people. I remember we had a Thanksgiving dinner at our apartment with our football team. And so it wasn't about it was about meeting people, but it also just was a meeting friends, too, right. because yeah, you're, I did, that's how I did my twos volleyball. Yeah. Do that. And then we played on Saturdays and then we get invited to parties. Right. And, and now do they do awesome. that stuff for older stuff people? Here? Maybe because I'm not about to go join a touch football team in Grand Rapids or but yeah, it's I I don't know if they do it here. If they do, I don't know it. Maybe. And I'm going to venture to guess it's going to be young people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot younger. And here we go into looking at the younger generation. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't really keep track of time. Oh, I didn't either. Oh, but can I tell one more story? Yes. And then I want to talk about dating during COVID. Okay, I'll be quick because I find this bizarre. So I only ever did the online dating in uh, Chicago. So never in Philly or never in Grand Rapids. But I dated this guy that I talked to you guys about. And then I got accepted to uh, Doctors Without Borders pr- pretty quickly. So I had to tell him that I was leaving in like four weeks. And he got so angry and thought I had lied to him and that I knew and just had a total irrational reaction to the whole thing. And once I simmered him down, he came around. He wanted to help me pack. He wanted to, do you remember he wanted to buy my condo for me? Yeah. Remember? He went over the top. Because I was scrambling to try to like find a tenant and all this sort of stuff. He kind of freaked me out. So I said, "Mm, breaks. And we kept in touch a little bit and then we never kept in touch again. Okay. Get kept in touch. Well, I come back and I've met now a woman who is a friend of a friend and I'm talking to this woman and she starts describing this this guy that she met on match.com. Yes. (laughs) And so, and she and I looked a little bit alike. We both were fair. We both had freckles. We both had, were nurses. Oh my gosh. She was a nurse practitioner. So type. And uh, I was like, holy cow, that is the same guy. So she was like, what? You know, I think she was a little bit pissed. And um, I just thought, how weird is that in a city as huge as Chicago that she and I both dated the same guy? And then I go away again and I come back and he reaches out to me and he says, hey, are you back? Let's get together. And I decided to get together. Well, I was single. I got all cute. Met him at that place that you used to love to eat their steak salad downtown. Oh, Starts yeah. with a B. Uh, Bijan. Yes. And they had good guacamole. Yep. <laughs> Met him outside at Bijan. We're having a perfectly nice time. I'm thinking I could probably go out with this guy again now that I'm home. He's married. Uh-huh. <laughs> he got to and he wasn't gonna tell me it was the end of the date and i was like hey should we do this again and he's like well i guess i should tell you that i'm married oh my gosh what's the point exactly isn't that weird he wanted to catch up i don't know i don't know or you wanted to see or you wanted to i have no idea i had a million questions after that well i did i was like well uh, he told me that he was dating this woman and he had a appendix attack appendicitis and he almost died 
and she called 911 and when he woke up in the hospital and he looked over there she was sitting in a corner and looking like an angel who saved his life and he proposed to her right then and there oh, oh my god okay. <laughs> that sounds like a rom-com yes <laughs> and it made me think i wonder if he regrets proposing to her and, and that's, that's why, why he <laughs> wanted to come go out with me or something weird so that's my strangest that's an awesome story, story that i remember anyway okay yeah covid so, Janine, you're the only one that's been dating through COVID, and I wanted to see if there's been anything different than pre-COVID. Is the same? Was there hesitancy or concern on your... Were there fewer people online? Did people take yeah. themselves off during that time? Well, What's your experience there? So I met those two people at the cusp of... Like the beginning? The very beginning. So that was, I think, a fluke that I met them like a week before kind of things shut down. And I had gone on dates with both of them. One of them was like, you know, I cancel. He's like, let's get to it. I'm like, no, I'm kind of uncomfortable about it. And then like a week later, he's like, well, why don't we do a COVID date, quote unquote, and which we did. And we walked around Chicago and it was great. And it was a lot of fun. And it was a great kind of first getting to know somebody. The other one, but so I can't speak to, even though during that time, and I was seeing both of, or seeing them, not both of them for, you know, at the same time for a long time, but I was still on the website and people were on there and some of them would be like, oh, let's have a COVID date, but quote unquote, like that's probably sex. I mean, you could, I mean, I knew it was just because I've been doing this for so long. You kind of know the code language of it. That's interesting because having sex and COVID seemed like no the shit. opposite of what they Yeah, right. Which I did Google it. I was like, okay, you know, now it's changed. I'm like, oh, it's good to do have sex during COVID. Um, it's good to do. <laughs> it's better during COVID than other times. Yes. Orgasm sooner. <laughs> right, right. Um, so with my experience, I met these two people beforehand and we all basically, you know, one of them, I said, you know, are you around anybody? So we both talked about it. And that's the person that I've been consistently seeing. He's um, on your quarantine. He is. Quarantine. Oh, my gosh. Very clever. Story. But it's true because it's not we mine. had that discussion how far we've gone out in the circle of people. And I'm like, well, I'm just seeing you and my parents. And that was in the very, very beginning. And now things have shifted a little bit. But. I was still on the app because I paid for it, you know, for like two weeks after that. And people were still on there. People were still communicating. And then I then felt, and it was like right in the, the thick of it. I was like, I paid for another one that I just canceled it. And I said, forget it. Cause it just, I didn't want to meet anybody during uh -huh. that time for yeah. sure. And if I had not met those two, I probably would have stopped. But it was hard. I mean, I, I it was really hard to kind of like, because I was excited because I felt I had more opportunity than I've ever had mm -hmm. in meeting people. So it was like a good few weeks that I was like totally down in the dumps. I'm like, this is so not fair. Right. You know, because I'm meeting quality people that I've never met before. But one guy wanted, you know, he's like, well, I'm, you know, I, if you don't want to talk to me or, you know, I'm here to commute, whatever. He was just kind of a dick. I'm like, dude. It's COVID. We can't meet in each other. And, you know, he got offended by me not responding quickly enough or whatever. And, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not on it anymore, but I will probably go back depending on these, the relationships or the gentleman I'm seeing, you know, eventually I'll probably go back. 
if it does neither one of them work out. Um, and in that time, I will do it be, and after the COVID thing. So there's a catch too, because I know it's going to sweep up again. And so what you meet them right now when it's kind of quiet, mm-hmm. you know, to have that first introduction. And But I yeah. don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. But hmm. So of all the websites or all the experiences that the collective three of us have had, what would you give our tens of listeners advice if they wanted to go online dating? You have no advice. Well, just stay positive. Don't let it get you down. Because like you say, Janine, it's not about you. No. And some people are on there, like when you said, I was just doing it because I was made myself do it. Other people are doing that too. They don't really want to be on there, but they think they should. Or they think they uh, do something. Right. They want to do something. Right. They, they want to meet someone. somebody, but they don't want to try and, that hard. Mm-hmm. And I believe, just because I feel like I've experienced it, is they know that you want to date. Not that I'm on there because I want to date, but I think the men get a vibe on what type of relationship you want. And me being in a position where I'm not having babies, I'm older they see me a little bit differently. Um, and I'm not feeling that I need to meet someone because I wanted to have a baby. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another thing for me personally is I wanted a baby during these from my twenties on till my even mid forties. And so now I'm in a different category. And I think these men see me in a different way. I'm not saying that I don't want a relationship because I do. And I clearly say it. I'm looking for a relationship. I'm we're meeting for coffee right away. If you don't want to, you know, you're out. I'm kidding. But do you are when you say they see you in a different way, they see you in a more positive way? Yes. Or uh, yeah. it's more attractive to them. I think it's more attractive to okay. them. Especially I'm finding more men do not have kids. Really? Because I'm not finding that at all. Yeah. I I don't know. And I think it's again the pool. Because mm-hmm. I think for now or now, shallow. you know, it's going. I mean, 35 was kind of the limit and there was a gentleman, well, he's a man boy. Um, (laughs) But I think, you know, 38, you know, we had that discussion about age and I said, what do you think? He's like, it doesn't bother me. Does it bother you? You know, because he turned it around on me. You know, Mm -hmm. the questions I was asking him, he's like, well, Janine, it's the same for you. What do you think? I'm like, "Eh, I don't care. But at a certain point, I think that age difference is not as big of a deal. I mean, when you're 30 and you're looking at a 60-year-old, <laughs> right. yeah. it's a lot different than 38 and 50. And yeah. you probably, when you were 38, probably would not have dated a 50-year-old. No, no. And that's the other thing too, Shelly, is that now my age is the height or the high mark on my age group has shifted. Uh-huh. Well, because I've changed. I've shifted. Right. I see what 50-something-year-old men look like and- they're not that bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> They're not that bad. Jim's going to love this one. <laughs> uh, my other advice, I guess, would be to be safe. I remember Shelly used to say things like, all right, I'm driving to this place to meet this person. Here's his phone number. Right. If you don't hear from me in 24 hours or you know, right, eight right. hours or whatever. Right. There are many times I should be dead. <laughs> I from, concur. From some of the stuff, yeah. the, the decisions I made, the places I went. And by the grace of God, I was not. I am not. But yeah. it, w- it could have been very bad, you know, from uh-huh. all the stories that you hear. And there's a lot of crazy, crazy, crazies. Right. I think my advice would be to, it's very similar to yours, 
to to be open to give people a, a chance beyond what you see on their pictures and i think a first date is such a high stress Ugh. you know it's they're not their true self they want to put a good foot forward or they want to assess the situation and you need to give it time and just take a chance i love it well on that note, I think we should wrap it up. Um, I want to put a plug in for both Shelly and Janine. So if any of our 12 listeners are single and male <laughs> and age appropriate, please reach out to us on Apple iTunes, Stitcher Fixer, Ditcher, our website. We've had a great time talking this morning. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our tales and we'll see you in a fortnight. Bye. Bye.